Good morning and welcome on this beautiful summer's day. Welcome to worship here at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation at Shelter Rock. And I have to say, I have a special appreciation for those of you who did manage to come inside on a day so beautiful and without rain. I hope you will spend the afternoon luxuriating in this beauty. I'm the Reverend Dr. Natalie Fenimore, and I am joined here in ministry with the Reverend David Carl Olson and our newest minister, the Reverend Israel Bufardi. Israel. Yes. And we will formally welcome Israel in the fall when we're back after homecoming. Whether you are a visitor here, a newcomer, or a long-time member, you are welcomed here. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are welcomed here. We are a community, a community of justice seekers who value diversity, who embrace the wisdom found in many faiths and cultures. We use science, reason, as well as the gifts of the heart and the spirit to explore the meaning and mystery of life, which is all around us. To learn more about this congregation and Unitarian Universalism, please visit our welcome desk in the lobby or go to our website where you'll find a lot about what we do and who we are. It is our great pleasure to invite you to the many activities and events which we have here at the congregation. Each Sunday after worship, you're welcome to join us in the social hall across the lobby for lunch. It's a time for getting to know each other and getting fed, both physically and emotionally and spiritually. It's a time to lean in a little bit, sit with someone you don't know, and take the opportunity to get to know them, make a new friend, start a new conversation, find out a little bit more about your neighbor, share a little bit more about yourself. Also, if you're a playful kind of person, on Thursday at 1 p.m., you can come here and play bridge and canasta. Another opportunity for you to experience something, perhaps new to you or old to you, with people that you will have a good time being with. On Friday, we have our Friday evening worship, monthly worship, Soulful Sundown. It'll be here in the worship room, 
going forward. Um, so please come. It's a time of um, a short worship service, a time for some cookies and coffee and conversation, and then we have a, a guest performer, a musical performance. So it's a full evening. Please come and enjoy. So now, I hope you feel that you know about something that calls you to this place and that you will take full advantage of what is here because we want to get to know you because you are what will make us the community which we wish to be. We will now light our chalice, which is a symbol of Unitarian Universalism, with these words from the Reverend Christine Robinson. We gather this hour as people of faith with joys and sorrows, gifts and needs. We light this beacon of hope, sign of our quest for truth and meaning in celebration of the life we share together. Please rise in body or spirit as you're willing and able to sing our opening hymn, Let It Be a Dance. for our words and song of affirmation. Love is the doctrine of this congregation, and the quest for truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. To dwell together in peace, to seek knowledge and freedom, to serve human need. This do we affirm and covenant with each other. 
Thank you. Please be seated. I offer this first reading by Cleo Wade. Part of being understood is making yourself understood. Live with intention. Before you do something, ask yourself why. Ask yourself what you want. Ask yourself why you want it. Ask yourself what you want to feel and how you want to live. Investigate. The clarity of knowing what you care about and what motivates you helps you to be better at allowing those things to guide your decision-making. We can often find ourselves where we don't want to be because our goals or sense of self have gotten hijacked by fear-based, opportunity-seeking, pressure from others, or our own insecurities. Gift yourself the confidence to be clear about what you want, to be tapped into your driving purpose, and to know the source of your ambitions. Connect to your internal compass. Let the integrity of your core values lead you onward and upward. I think that one way in which we, here in this congregation, live into the integrity of our core values is in the offerings which we give each Sunday. We take a special collection which extends our vision of the beloved community, our values out into the world. We support human needs. We walk, we move, we act based on what we think we want to see in the world. Our August offering support the ABBA school supply collection for our neighbors in the under-resourced neighborhood of North Hempstead. We are about to give hope to children. Hope in the form of a new pack of crayons, hope in the form of a new backpack, something that says to them that they can achieve, that we believe in them, in their ability to do and be. We're also supporting their teachers we have many teachers here in this congregation, and so I know how much teachers give and how often they're reaching into their own pockets to give supplies to children because they also want to give those children hope. They want those children to see those possibilities. So if we can just do a little bit to help those children, to help their teachers, to help that community become a community of hope, a community that believes in its children, a community that gives toward the future. So there are ways to give. You'll see them on the screen. You can use a QR code if you're that kind of person. You can open the camera app on your phone if you're that kind of person. You can uh, go to the website after you get home or on your phone now and give. Or you can text. Or you can do really, really old school thing and take some money <laughs> and put it in, in a box that's in the lobby that says collection. But please give in one of those ways as generously as you can. And I invite you to picture a smiling child on the first day of school and know that you were part of doing that by this collection. So give as generously as you can. Thank you. And now I'd like us to take a moment of silence, meditation, or prayer. I invite you into this moment with this, with these words, this remembrance. On August 6th, 1945, the United States exploded the first atomic bomb used in war and destroyed the Japanese city of Hiroshima. Three days later, a second bomb destroyed the city of Nagasaki. 
These actions brought the Japanese surrender and ended World War II. These actions also resulted in the deaths of perhaps more than 200,000 people, 200,000 human beings. And it resulted in decades of illness and suffering for many who were exposed to the radiation from the bombs. It also ushered into the world the atomic age, the knowledge that we humans might destroy ourselves. For years and years, decades, we lived with the fear of an atomic World War III. And although we no longer have school duck and cover drills or build public fallout shelters for fear of the bomb, the bomb and many, many more powerful bombs continue to be a present danger to our human existence. So let us remember today on this anniversary those who died in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. To remember those locations and peoples around the world who have been poisoned by radiation from testing of bombs. Let us take a moment to remember, to grieve for these losses, to be present to our own fears and worries, and to commit ourselves to peace. May we never forget. Amen.
Many thanks to Nathaniel and Sarah. We are very lucky to have your music here with us. So for our second reading, these are the words of the poet Adrienne Marie Brown. This is the only moment. I can't stop being in the present, noticing how the past tells me what I should care about and the future tells me what I should fear, tells me what I should fear. And the past tells me what we forgot, and the future tells me what we must dream. But here, I breathe in, noticing the gift I too often take for granted, not knowing how many breaths I have left. I want to spend them being love. I have done so much, so many tasks, but what has mattered most has been the listening, listening to the thirsting dirt, to the spiraling wind in the wake of murmuration, to the drumbeat of the ant feet moving abundance with a million hands, the sacred erotic of pollination, the orgasmic opening of mushrooms, pulling the yes for miles underground, the innocent violence of predators feeding their children the way the wild wastes nothing, the way the cedar gives me permission to pray. I thought someone else had all the answers, and I, stumbling and falling, praying to become worthy, must admit that I have been grieving and grieving all I don't know and don't trust, and grieving so deeply a world that is still breathing, anticipating failure in spite of my visions. But when I listen, the universe is reminding me that I cannot be taken from her. I am never untethered from her roots, never beyond the whole. And nothing is lost. It is lived. And we are not here to win, but to experience love. And those who do not know love are missing life in spite of all the other accumulations. And when I listen, the universe is teaching me that control is impossible. And the season will change. And enough is a feeling that cannot be measured. And the small circle is the deepest. And I cannot teach anyone what I have not practiced. And I cannot change anyone but myself. And I will never feel free in a position of demand. And I am already free. And we all are. When we realize it, we cannot be contained. And we are never I, even when we are lonely, even when we are distinctly suffering, even when we are distinctly succeeding, we are of lineage, of collective, of error, of farmers' hands and strangers' prayers, of singers with their heads thrown back. We are always dancing with our ghosts and praying with our great-great-grandchildren. We are always the harvest and the future is being decided, and the future is being practiced, and the future is being planted in this breath, in this breath, in this breath. So I breathe in, noticing the gift I too often take for granted, not knowing how many breaths I have left. I want to spend them being love. The words of Adrian Marie Brown.
Although we cannot escape the ever-present grief and sadness all around us, as today we commemorate Hiroshima Day, we are gathered here in this present moment to experience joy. Joy in being part of this community, joy in the very fact of our being together, this ministry which we have with and to one another. Because the existence of this place, of this community, of this ministry is a holy thing made manifest and evident in our lives. Something to celebrate, something rare and beautiful. It is our task to be present to joy present to joy today and in as many days and as many ways as possible. We hold on to this, this deeper joy because it is more than happiness. Joy is this deeper internal experience. It is our reaction and response to what is meaningful. I say what is meaningful, not what is easy, but what is meaningful. And we are in community together to find this deeper meaning, to find it and hold on to it, to cultivate our sense of purpose, to be joyful in this pursuit. There is this theological understanding, which always um, I find so joyful. And that is that when we gather together in worship and in community, we're trying to experience a foretaste of heaven. We are trying to experience what heaven might be like. We are trying to get closer to this thing, to experience what is outside and beyond our present knowing points us to what might yet be. To make concrete this thing that we want to feel in our lives. This is the place where we are asked to practice that. It can be that our worship, our words, our music can enable us to experience, at least for a moment, something that is like heaven. This foretaste, this glimpse, however short, reminds us that we can have heaven that we will have heaven, that we can find it, that we can make it ourselves, here and now. Unitarian Universalists might think of this as trying to live into and bring about the beloved community of peace and justice. I believe that we can also understand this as the potential for us to experience a foretaste, a glimpse of complete joy. We can come to experience our gathered communities as places where we can know truth and certainty, the certainty of our hopes and dreams being realized. For many of us, we may not have a belief in heaven, heaven as a place that comes in an afterlife, but our belief in a heaven, in a paradise, can be a belief in a world here, now made more perfect through our work for peace and justice, through our own actions, with our own hands and minds and spirits, we can bring joy into our own lives, the lives of our community, the life of the world. Many faith traditions ask that human beings embrace joy in their lives. So often we look at faith traditions and we only see the talk of hell. We don't often turn to know there's also talk of joy. Faith can tell us that joy is known as an inner contentment and satisfaction, a reflection of our own certainty, of our own right to be, and our own right to be who we truly are. Joy as an expression of wholeness can be part of our faithfulness a mandate of our faithfulness. In Judaism, 
In the book of Deuteronomy, there is a curse on those who do not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart, but out of an abundance of things. Imagine, you're cursed if you do not live with joy. I'm sure many of you may know Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve with gladness. Come before the holy presence with singing. In Christianity, Romans chapter 15 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit may abound in hope. In Islam, the Quran speaks of praiseworthy joy, joy that is connected to the conscious appreciation of the life that has been given, joy which comes from selfless service, from worship and praise of the creator and the creation the creation of which we are all a part. The Buddha wrote these words. Live in joy, in love, even among those who hate. Live in joy, in health, even among those afflicted. Live in joy, in peace, even among the troubled. Look within, be still, free from fear and attachment, know the sweet joy of the way. Know the sweet joy of the way. Buddhists believe true joy can be achieved and maintained have you considered how you might abandon the which we find in this society of which we are part? How can you, each of you, and this entire community of faith envision a state of ultimate joy here among us? How might we practice in order to bring this state of joy into being right here and right now? Do you bring joyfulness to your work and ministry for justice? Do you bring joyfulness to your encounter with all those you seek to know? Are you setting aside a time and a space to practice joy. What would that be like and feel like for you? Are you providing some time and space for the important act of just imagining and anticipating the beloved community of which we seek? Because without taking the time to imagine a different, more caring, more interconnected world, how can we step back from doing the same old thing in the same old way? Is this a community where you can find the rest and respite that you need? So you can put aside your grief, your sadness, your stress, and experience joy. Is this a community where we can recharge one another? Recharge together. Can we move through generational trauma here in ways that build resilience, expand health, and support our safety? Can we do this by embracing some of the elements of black joy, resistance, resilience, reclamation? A joy brought into being from the depths of suffering. Can we be in partnership with queer joy? Queer joy, which is powerful, empowering, 
and yet bittersweet, joy which both celebrates queer life and also remembers and honors queer pain. Our Unitarian Universalist communities can bring into being worship and music experiences, a full and spiritual experience which includes these diverse and inclusive expressions of joy. Elder joy, youthful joy, the joy of those with disabilities, the joy of those who are neurodivergent, the joy of those who are introverts or extroverts, the insider joy, the out-in-nature joy, all of that is part of who we are. All of that is here to be celebrated. Our congregations and our ministries can be vehicles for joy, even in our less exciting areas of congregational life, like governance and internal organization. Our dance of congregational polity is in itself a joyful dance, full of movement and life expressing what we want to see in the world. We want to see shared ministry and leadership, communities of care, commitment to building institutions which reflect something different than the hierarchical business mindset that we see out in the world. We want to reflect our desire to journey toward the beloved community of peace and justice, of love and joy. And so we build a structure that we hope can support that by believing that each individual person is as worthy as another, by building structure that enables all of us to share our gifts and talents, all of us to take turns leading, all of us to take turns following. We may not often articulate it, but Unitarian Universalists do choose congregational governance as an expression of this commitment to interdependence and covenant. Our lay folk lead with open hearts and open hands, curiosity and thoughtfulness. Working together with religious professionals, sometimes leading, sometimes following, and most often trying for all of us to work side by side being outside of the strictly hierarchical structures of institutional management and seeking equity, interdependence, and relationships of understanding and care. Our lay leaders and ministers have authority, yes, but we are not authoritarian. In our congregations and communities, each gives their best to be of use to the whole coming together in collaboration and mutual respect and accountability. No, it does not mean that here there will always be happiness or that here there will never be conflict. But our way of being together, our way of leading, this way of being can be part of a deeper understanding of life's meaning and purpose, and that will bring us joy, even in the midst of our conflict. Today we sit together in worship, and it is a celebration of all that has brought this community to this moment. This joy which we experience is a celebration of a living, unfolding ministry with and to and about each other. This celebration is not happening as a way of saying there is no pain here. Because yes, there's been pain and struggle, worry, anxiety, self-doubt in this community as there is in the world around us. We are not separate from the world. There will always be things on the journey of this community which are not always happy. However, there will always be these things on a journey as well. We will always have revelation, insight, passion, growth, learning, commitment, and there is joy and celebration in this here today and in all days. Because 
These things which we experience, good and bad, were explored or overcome or enfolded into a full and enriched living congregation, into a complex and enriching ministry which will go forward with ease and also into challenge, which will hold pain and grief and make of it beauty. In the words of the philosopher Soren Kierkegaard, it takes moral courage to grieve. It takes religious courage to rejoice. This August 1st was my 10th anniversary of ministry here with you at Shelter Rock. Thank you. <laughs> it has been, as they say, an interesting decade. Much has happened to us, between us, around us. Things we could control and anticipate, but of course, many more which we could not control or anticipate. Over the years here, there has been conflict. There has been sadness. There have been missed opportunities. And especially during the pandemic year, years, there has been loss. I look out the pews and there are faces which I no longer see. But they remain here as part of who we are. Each time we gather, we begin again. We try to move once again toward our highest aspirations. We try to build a more just and joyful world. We sing, we dance, we play, we cry, we meditate. We learn and grow together. In this way, we remake the world. We repair the world. We become a joyful and purposeful people, even if we didn't begin that way, even if life has tried to block this joyful identity which we could have. Being here, we should know that we can become. We can become what we wish to become. We are here to help each other to do that. We are here perhaps to invent and reinvent ourselves, to invent and reinvent this community, exploring and enabling our best selves. Many of us have had to invent ourselves. We have seen no models to which we can relate we find no models out there which quite match our own sense of who we are or who we might become. So here we come together to joyfully embrace this life-giving self-invention. This is an intentional community of diversity and acceptance. We hold dear and holy this wider circle our deeper commitment to covenant with each other's full and whole selves. We celebrate our survival. We celebrate our thriving and are blessed by how we all gain from our own thriving. So, there will be joy because in the words of Adrian Marie Brown, I am already free, and we all are when we realize it. We cannot be contained, even when we are lonely, even when we are distinctly suffering, even when we are distinctly succeeding. We are of a lineage, a collective. We are in this together. So bring on the joy. Know that we are blessed to be here together this day, and blessed by what we continue to build in this joy-filled faith. Amen.
and may it be so. Please rise in body and spirit for our closing hymn, Wake Now My Senses. Be seated. I offer these closing words again by Leo Cleo Wade. Have joy. Oftentimes, when the world feels chaotic, we begin to feel as if it is somehow inappropriate to have joy. Have your joy. Joy is a form of radical self care, joy energizes us to take on even the most difficult circumstances. When we have joy, especially in the midst of challenging times, we are saying to the world, I will define the current state of the world around me instead of allowing it to define me. Today, regardless of what is happening, empower yourself by embracing your joy. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. <laughs>